and welcome back to the Hey Miss podcast. This is Dee Dee. And Mary. And today Mary's going to tell us all about the super exciting subject EIF which stands for Exploring Identities and Futures. Yeah I already learned something because I thought it was Emerging Identities and Futures so I knew nothing. Well heaps of teachers keep calling it the wrong name just entirely or giving like the wrong acronym being like EIK. I'm like what's the case be? Kids. Exploring Identities kids. (laughs) My comma. Oh, my punctuation is important. All right. Question of the day. Would you rather live in a world where now, neither of these things exist? Not that they disappeared. They just never exist in the first place. A world where the internet never existed or that music never existed. Internet. This, see, that's what I said. And the students in my, I think it was the year 12 class, were super split because they were like, so if music doesn't exist, what about movies? I'm like, well, there's no music in the movies. What about TikTok? Why is that a concern, number one? Also, you know, there'd be no music in your TikToks. Like, your TikToks so you would just be doing those weird dances? To nothing. And to nothing. Here's what I said that made them lose their minds. Would dancing exist if there was no music? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Or does dancing kind of Would, like, keeping a beat music? still count as music? Like, clapping? I don't know. Because mm. I don't think you would, like, you would just clap in that normal applause. Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah. Whereas I think the world would be fine without the internet. I think we've learnt. Without the internet. I was going to say, I'm like, I spent, you know, the first part of my uni days going to the library and actually finding physical books. I actually had to, like, looking shit up. I remember doing my English degree and I can't remember what it was. I think it was something to do with Jane Eyre. And you have to, like, you can't just come up with your own idea. You have to find people who back you up. Mm -hmm. And spending, I reckon I was in there for, like, eight hours trying to find this one fucking paper that put <laughs> back in the rough. And now, yeah. when I do my uni degree, I'm like, Michael, like, uh, it's like the, it's the library. So yeah. like, if I didn't have the internet, I would have to go in. But you can be real specific about your terms yeah. and it will come up with just those phrases. Yeah, like, it makes life so much easier. I wouldn't be able to do my degree. Uh, you, and that's the thing is like, I, I still, when I'm doing uni stuff, I still buy books and, and like, use a lot of books because the topic that I am doing with uni is very specific and there isn't yeah. a lot of research out yeah. like there's some but there are a lot of books that are kind of almost like the guidebooks too yeah like you need it yeah i remember doing uni and having to buy the textbooks when i did psychology the first time around the mm-hmm. new um and the textbook was like 300 dollars, and i tried to get a second hand copy and they were still like 180 dollars, and i was a broke uni student and mm-hmm. i remember thinking like do people afford all this shit? And when I did a Shakespeare unit, I had to buy like all of Shakespeare's yeah. plays because they were all gone from the library all yep. the time. Um, and buying them from like secondhand bookstores for like two dollars. Yeah, and they and had very specific versions. Like they had the had the, the Shakespeare, versions. yeah, the Royal Shakespeare the, Company ones. Yeah, I remember getting the different versions, but they'd be like on page blah blah blah. And obviously, from now I could just look it up. Yeah, but I was surprised how many of my students actually said they would rather not have it because they just want music but one of the kids was like well how would you listen to music that music wouldn't exist if you didn't have the internet i'm like they're called cds like <laughs> in my day but who cds like you would because the internet wouldn't exist exactly but that just seems very time ineffective oh god i'm like i see i'm very much yeah, a live music going out to see concerts kind I of person you would go to see concerts more 
and that's uh, and that's it like even even though i can just watch you know like a concert online i prefer that real life face-to-face like the atmosphere is so different and i just can't imagine a life without that I just, I crowds really overwhelming, so going to it, like, but I'm going to the Evanescence concert, but I remember you would, like, a band would announce a CD was coming out, and you would hear about it on the news, or on Rage, or whatever you're watching, because mm-hmm. it wasn't on the internet, yeah. and you would wait with, like, bated breath for that CD to be in the store, and you'd be yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have to, like, oh my god, what if it sold out, mm-hmm. what do I do, I have to order it, and, but now, like, it's none of that kind of, oh, going to sanity and pre-ordering stuff, oh my god, <laughs> Wow, no, oh, only online, I think. Of course, well, with that wouldn't exist yet. There you go. There you go, very topical question. I love um, that. I was intrigued by the very, kind of, it was kind of 50-50 split. Mm. Okay, tell me, so now, this is what I know about EIF, which is basically nothing. It used to be PLP. Yeah. Which I still, is correct. Like, personal learning something. Plan. Plan. I was going to say plan. I was like, that doesn't sound official. And then I knew that everyone freaked out when they decided they were going to change it. And it was going to be EIF. And here's what I know about it. It's not PLP. It sure isn't. And here's the other thing I know about it. Um, that people freaked out about it. Some people were still teaching PLP. And that I don't know what it is. Yeah. So essentially, in terms of SACE, so this is like South Australia specific. In terms of SACE, it is one of the 10 credit subjects that, so one semester long subjects that you do at stage one, which is year 11. Um, We tend to see a lot of schools do it in year 10 as kind of like an starting your SACE journey. See, I didn't know that either because I assumed that. It was, oh, I was like, oh, you know how you can do research projects in year 11 mm-hmm. or whatever. So I didn't realize that I thought it had to be done in year 10. Mm. And then like you. Technically, it's a stage one subject. Okay, see. Yeah. So the idea being with AIF and AIF, which is going to be the new research project, which yes. is debating identities and futures, yes, is that, that they'll run back to back so it'll be one semester of one you'll get to know those kids and then you'll run the second semester so now that so you do yeah then you could do yeah yeah okay um and i think the idea at least at my school the idea is that they're going to run you're going to have that same class you're going to okay. run eif then semester changeover and you're going to run aif and then they're going to have that done by the end of year 11 both components so they've got one oh, less wow. subject to worry about in year 12. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to worry about it in year 10. And that's kind of a good thing because PLP, the way it was, was very much like box. Like, okay, yes, you need to look up, you know, careers or pathways that you're interested in. You need to set some goals. You need to try and work towards those goals. But it was all kind of future, like, profession orientated. Yes. Which um, works for some, but as we know, doesn't work for everyone. But it was very, like... I mean, you could literally give a kid like a table and be like, you have to do this, this, and this, and every kid can pass. PLP. Yeah. I took some relief lessons, and the kids would just be like, I just remember them looking at the uni guide and just like selecting a random mm-hmm. job. And then I was like, but what do you actually want to do? And they're year 10. And they were like, I don't, I don't know. Really know. And then you would have those kids, and then there'd be the other kids who knew exactly what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. but maybe shouldn't have. And that's the thing. And so, like, you're going to get into medicine. That's the thing is you've got like this massive 
It's clarity. Mm. And I think this is why I struggle with it being a year 10 subject, or particularly starting it at the start of year 10, is because they're just older year nines. Plus then they're babies. They're still babies. Like they're still quite young. And like, I think it can be problematic to say, what do you want to be? And if you've got kids that have no clue, that's that's rough. Also, like the most recent findings out there are that like there are jobs that don't exist don't exist currently that will in five years. So by the time we get them through and they yeah and they start like one of my um one of my cousins her like the course that she was doing has become obsolete. Doesn't exist anymore. So she paying unis and none of her credits transfer across because they don't recognize it. It's like and, her, and she was looking at veterinary science. So that's not Jeez. even, that's what you would think would stay yeah. relatively consistent. But the particular thing that she was studying, the degree doesn't even like exist anymore. Talking to someone who was now, I think we talked about it before and I feel terrible, but they were at uni and they found out like two or three years into their degree that they would be allowed to finish their degree. But that one, I think it was a teaching variety mm. or something. They're like, oh, that won't exist anymore. You won't be able to do it. Mm. I'm like, wait. I remember there was like a scary like moment when I finished uni where they essentially said it's lucky you finished when you did because otherwise you would have had to do masters in order to become a teacher and I'm like another year at uni like I've already been here for four and a half years like it's a long time because I swapped degrees I'm like what why hell I want to start my career (laughs) I had a conversation with a kid the other day just randomly um, they were like, oh, I've heard you're doing psychology. And I was like, yeah. And then in amongst that, I had said something like, oh, you know, um, I've been accepted to do honours, but I don't know if I will because then I still have to do my master's afterwards if I wanted to be a clinical psychologist. And the kid was like, wait, what? And that's what they wanted to do. They didn't realise that in order to be a specific type of psychologist, which is what they wanted to do, you would have to, one, maintain a grade point average of whatever the university decides that you want. And so you could get through all the way through to your honours, get your honours, but not get the grades you need to get your master's, and then your job is not a thing that you can do anymore. Yeah. Right. You then need to tack on other things to to have mm. anything out of that mm. four- or five-year adventure. Yeah. The careers counsellor did a presentation to the year 12s in, like, little groups, and she talked about how i think it was a kid who i say a kid a student who had done archaeology got a master's in archaeology but hadn't done any research linking back to what you're probably going to talk about hadn't done any research on if there were any jobs in that in australia mm. and there weren't mm. yeah well so one of my friends like yeah. there's no jobs one of my friends in australia. completed four years of architecture only to find there are no jobs in adelaide yeah, so you either have to move. Well, not even South Australia, there were no jobs in Australia. The only jobs were in, like, Melbourne and Sydney. I'm like, well, that's not ideal. I think that even PLP, maybe, if they actually knew what they wanted to do, had some groundings in being helpful because, oh, actually, I wanted to do this thing, but I would have to move into state. Mm. Like, kids who want to go to university in Melbourne then find out you have to have done Year 12 English and they didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. That also kind of needs to be part of, like, subject counselling. Mm. Like, and that's not what PLP is, which is tricky. So essentially, like, what they really want is us to move away from what do you want to be to who do you want to be. So it's more an exploration of self, your skills, Mm -hmm. and then what that can lead to in terms of future and career. So it's not necessarily, like, the sole focus is career. It's about unpacking self first. It's the I. 
Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I, I think so too. And that's the thing is I think early on it was quite scary because all we had was a very broad um, subject outline and there wasn't a lot of specificity in it. So they essentially... It's scary. It's one of my Blooming terrifying, yeah, particularly my when they still want, they still, there's still like criteria that you need to mark against. And I, my school was in the second pilot. So they piloted this last year and then they ran a second pilot this year. And my school was part of that second pilot. And we didn't actually see any of the resources or what was done in the first pilot. And that kind of scared me because I'm mm-hmm. like, how can you have run this for a year and have nothing to show us so i was a bit worried there was there are also key things that they want students to cover so they still want things like capabilities so capabilities we always talk about it in research project it's a very big part of research project it's uh it's a significant part of plp but like probably not as big as it is for research projects it's randomly in what used to be community studies yeah connections yeah whole when you do your community activity application activity Mm. you have to talk about it in there like these are the things i'm going to use yeah and then they do a reflection and they have to reflect on how they improve those capabilities yeah so they 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 still they still want those elements they want them to work on a capability the thing is they're in a they're in a bit of a flux right now where and they didn't make this clear whether they wanted us to go with the current capabilities okay or these new ones they've created called emergent capabilities. Right. So not the seven. So if you don't know, the seven face capabilities, and I probably will not remember more. The ones that always come up for me are literacy, you've got numeracy, critical and creative thinking, the personal social one, mm-hmm. ICT one, mm-hmm. ethical understanding. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk about that. Intercultural. And there you go. Oh. I was going to say, you got almost all of them. Um, so this finished community connection. <laughs> I was like, oh dang, yeah. Yeah, no, it's gone else. Um, so they're they're moving away from that. Mm-hmm. Rather than having a specific one tied to literacy, numeracy, and ICT, they instead have two that um kind of come out of the critical and creative thinking called mm-hmm. quality thinking and personal enterprise. They have two that come out of personal and social capability, which is collective engagement and self-motivated learning. Ethical understanding then becomes principled action and intercultural understanding becomes collective engagement. I feel like I'm just going to say, okay. As you should. It's way scarier than that. Like, yeah. If I'm a kid, those sound way more confusing and complicated than yeah. literacy. I'm like, oh yeah, I get that one. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, it hasn't been clear. And the, oh, I'm going to show you the guide. Oh, visuals. This is the definition we've been given and that's it. And this is essentially what it means. Okay, I'm going to read it. Quality thinking allows learners to develop a range of thinking strategies to refine their understanding of the world around them. They generate ideas, evaluate information, apply reasoning and build their curiosity. To me, that just sounds like the same thing. And then the connection is developing a growth mindset, monitoring thinking strategies, evaluating and responding to feedback, making decisions supported by reasoning, transferring learning from one context to another. I feel like it's exactly the same as the critical and creative thinking mm-hmm. strategy. Mm-hmm. They've just made it more complex in terms of the wording, which makes it less accessible to students. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. I spent all that time making sure that all our subject content was hmm. easily understood by parents and students. Yeah. We gave up. Oh, on no, that. they still want that. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not. Oh, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not sure parent also happens to be a teacher. Yeah. There was no clarity around which ones we're using. Right. That's super helpful. It was so useful in the planning of the activities oh because I went with the original ones because I didn't know. I mean, and I wasn't wrong because I was in a pilot, so. Also, you could just look at what the originally was, say's capability, and then if you had to, you have a look and be like, well, this is basically the same thing and just call it quality thinking. Yeah. It's, it's the same. Yeah. Just worded. Yeah. So that's fun. How? <laughs> I'm a student. I don't care if you're in year 11 or in, if you're doing your 10. Mm-hmm. And you go basically demonstrate that you have a growth mindset <laughs> as like a what 15 16 year old huh? here's my proof i demonstrated a growth mindset i'm done and that's the thing so the other thing about this is that they don't want it formally assessed the way we usually formally assess things so their focus these these are the learning requirements develop agency by exploring identity, interests, strengths, skills, capabilities, or values, and making choices about their learning. Demonstrate self-efficacy through planning and implementing actions to develop their capabilities and connecting with future aspirations. Apply self-regulation skills by contributing to activities and achieve goals, seeking feedback and making decisions. Develop communication skills through interaction, collaboration, sharing evidence of their learning progress, and developing connections with others. If you're not assessing this as you would normally assess it, how how are you assessing those things? So essentially with PLP, you could have anywhere between like three and five assignments to, yeah, to essentially assess all these different aspects to make sure every part of the rubric is covered in, in some component. And with this, so the big focus for this is natural evidence of learning. Yeah. Also known as NEOL. Yep, that's a fun little acronym for you. Um, and there's two assessment types. No, that's good. There's two assessment types. Exploring me and who I want to be, which I'm like, oh, sounds like a picture book for children. It sounds like Dr. Zeus. Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and assessment type two, taking action and showing my capabilities. I would like to compare that to the assessment components in English. Responding to text, creating text. Mm-hmm. Those make sense. Mm-hmm. These don't make sense. Mm. So there are six different ca- uh, criteria that you have to mark against for those two assessment types. In each or all together? Um, like six under each one? No, so okay. six all together. Okay. Um, so I think it's three and three. Oh, no, it's four and it's four, and four actually, because um, you have one twice. Okay. So you get more than one chance to yeah, like, it's the communication they want you to show. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and the modes of evidence, I've put air quotations around that for our listeners, um, can be, but not limited to, electronic media, blogs, podcasts, photo stories, visual products, comics or annotated documents, collages, dream boards, timelines or mind maps, or presentations, discussions, speeches or interviews. And in what world? Do they think for teenagers that any of that would be a natural evidence of learning? Because the only way a teenager is going to be 
Okay, I'm not talking about every kid, but let's say majority. Mm-hmm. With my 15 years experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like one rep, two, nine, 10 years experience. Mm-hmm. No teenager that I teach currently and that I can think of that I taught recently mm-hmm. would be like, you know what? Naturally, without my teacher telling me, I'm going to make a mind map. Yeah. Or a dream board. Yeah. Or like... None of those things would occur naturally if you were not like, here are the options of how you need to produce something. Yeah. And that's the thing is like the big thing that I was harping on about to all of my students was take evidence. Mm-hmm. It can be photos. It can be videos. It can literally be like, cause some of them for like at their assessment too, they're actioning a capability. They decided they wanted to cook a meal for their family. Cause they'd never done anything like that before. So they wanted to take the pressure off like mom and dad and you know, plan a meal, execute the making of it, and then enjoy it with their family. And so they took photos, wrote down the steps, they did research into um, how much everything would cost, they went and did the shop, they found the recipes, like they did all of that. So that's all the evidence that they're planning. That's, you know, and that's the thing, that ticks the box. It's just like not every kid will do that. And this was a big discussion that was occurring at the workshops is what happens to those kids who are happy to fail. Yeah. You just don't give a shit, basically. Because yeah. at, at least with a PLP, it's, like I said, checkbox. Yeah. So if you can at least demonstrate to a satisfactory level that you've looked at your future Even and our career. that you do, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, because there's so much leeway and because it's so open, mm-hmm. It's tricky. So it's too much. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting because in meeting with other teachers from other schools, people took very different approaches. So some did what the SACE board very early on said not to do, which is essentially rebrand PLP yeah. and do like a version of PLP, but with a slight focus on yeah. who you are. Yeah. Others. I've definitely heard that. Others went completely like you know Montessori yeah yeah oh, touch some dirt and get in the set <laughs> really get it feel your feelings child and, I don't want to yeah so uh, the approach that I took and I have to admit this is where doing counselling at uni was really really useful was because a lot of the introductory tasks you're supposed to do with future clients are about unpacking who you are, your identity, your networks, what's important to you. Psychologists do that too. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, oh, this is a transferable skill. This is something that will give them an opportunity to actually think about what is important to them. My help set is how big. <laughs> like, oh my God, the thing that I'm doing, it's, it's I'm doing it. Um, so it was really, really interesting. So for the first task, the one where you had to explore your identity and me, one, yeah. Uh, we essentially did a range of different tasks and almost did like a folio of evidence. Okay. So I got students to do an eco map, which is essentially like a photo collage or an image collage of a picture representing them. It could be a photo of them or it could just be a representation. Um, and then images all around it related to what they love, their interests, their family, their friends, anything that is important to them, their culture, anything like that. What would your picture be? You have mine. You do? What is your picture? Um, so I have... I, I like this visuals. Yeah, like this. I have 
in fact, um, I, I did a couple of versions of it. Did you do it as a, like an example or did you do it for your counselling thing? I, I did it for my counselling thing because part of the counselling thing... This picture yeah. actually, I think maybe you're doing it. So part of the counselling thing is that you actually have to try the activities because how are you supposed to like get someone to do it? To, it's that someone else if you don't love yourself? So you have to is kind of... Daria in the middle? Or no, it's ju- it just kind of looks like her. Yeah. So I kind of looked at the different elements of my life that are important. So culture, pets, um, my job in the, and being a teacher, music, and like my dark interests. Like, that's what I looked at. That's that's who I am as a person. I show the students. They did theirs. And, you know, it was really interesting to see because that, that was kind of like our starter activity. And it was really good. Engage with it. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really good because they all, um, you know, some of them went home and asked their parents for photos and others, you know, decided to do more of a representation of them rather than using actual photos of them. Um, and then we did a YOLO or a bucket list. Okay. So, you know, what do you want to achieve in this lifetime? What are things that you really want to do? And again, you have things from like, I don't know, you have elements that are like re- that kind of show parts of their identity. Like one one kid was like, I want to have like the best fashion sense. I want to I want to have like 50 really cute outfits. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. And then you've got others who like very, <laughs> very oddly specific, like, 30 to 40 volunteer in Papua New Guinea and then like right at the end it was like between the ages of 80 and 85 die peacefully and we're okay that's wow I was to die before I hit 50 because I thought once you hit 50 like what could possibly happen now (laughs) turn 40 and I'm like maybe I need to up that like no I'm being a teenager and thinking I'm going through a midlife crisis Proven myself wrong. I am past. I am. We past them. I just like to point out that I'm disturbed deeply by your camera because he is not looking at me anymore. But he was doing mm-hmm. it like that bombastic, bombastic side. I mm-hmm. think it's been going around. But he was doing it full on mm-hmm. frontal mm-hmm. bombastic side. Mm-hmm. And he was glaring at me, and I'm concerned because yeah. he has little things and he would try and kill me. And he does look like the devil. Um. Yeah. It's concerned. <laughs> I love you from afar. Please don't come too close to me. He's doing it when you're not looking at him. No, this is the problem. He's being mean. Stop it. I'm telling you, Mom Ronnie, and to the listeners. And then we, so we got them to do a timeline of their life from birth to, to now okay. and potentially projections into what they want to do and what they want in the future, which is very cute. Very interesting. So it's very interesting. Like some of them, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be married and have three kids by the age of 20. Okay. Oh, wow. What? Oh, you is a choice that you have made. I'm like, I am 33 and I only have one of us. And I'm happily with only one of us. Yeah, I was just like, wow. Kind of being the same, but I'm not the kids box. I always try to more kids, but you're like, I'm going to be married by like 25. I'm going to own my own house. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm 40 and I'm like, well, I didn't get married by 25. Also, that didn't last very long. And I got married again, but I was like 35. Mm. I was quite late with all of my goals. Also, I still don't own a house because the housing market is poop. And it the is. dude who runs the RBA could just mm. take a flying leap off a very tall building with his wife. He just get a roommate. Move back in with your parents. Okay. <laughs> like, um, you're the worst. Yeah. 
So we got them to do a timeline. We got them to uh, interview. This is all still sorry to like you as a person. Yeah. We got them to um, interview people within their network. So it could be family, it could be teachers, it could be friends about um, what they notice in terms of personality traits and what they could potentially do in the future. And um, that kind of linked in with their timeline and their future projections. And then we got them to reflect on that. That was a hard task for year 10s who are like 15. And also interviewing people because it can be quite confronting, can't it? If you ask somebody like, what do you think my personality traits are? Because you're either going to get someone who's brutally honest and you hear shit that maybe you wish you didn't know mm-hmm. or someone who's not going to tell you the truth anyway and just mm-hmm. won't smoke up your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, what do you think I could do in the future? What if they, they don't think that you can do the thing that it is that maybe you want to do? Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a sergeant. And they're like, oh, honey. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it was really, really interesting because a lot of them opted for like either doing a survey or sending it through text message and getting the response and screenshotting. That's Um, One of them did like handwritten ones and it was really funny. Like she got her brother to do it and his response to um, what do you see and what do you think will happen in my future? He wrote homeless and then crossed it out. Like being a dickhead, and I was like, "That is silly. You're silly. That is just that is a sibling response." And so that's essentially what we got them to do for their first assignment: to kind of like one for me to get to know them, but two for them to actually start to think about. I didn't know if I would have even been able to answer those questions when I was in year 10. And that's the thing. So I I did an example of a timeline and I went through the nitty gritty of my life and like revealed it all. And they're like, but what if like nothing's happened in my life? I'm like, I've had an interesting life and I'm also like twice your age and then some. So don't expect that your timeline is going to have like a billion things on it, like mine. Um, But also... But yeah, yeah. But, but also you give and reveal as much as you want. You're not being marked on what you reveal. Yeah. You're being marked on your ability to think about your yourself, your identity. It's just a vague thing to mark on though, isn't it? Like, I kind of understand what they're saying. Like, if nothing's really happened in my life, oh my God, my timeline. I don't think I could be able to do it. I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. Mine is. That's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't want to do it. Um. Oh, yours is like pretty though. Yours looks nice. Mine would just be like on the computer. I did that during my freeze. I was like, oh, I better do an example. I love that it's a visual language. But I feel like if you were a kid who, if you're like, okay, like I turned one, I turned two, I started school. So if you were like then trying to look at how deeply you can think of things, if you don't, not that has to be traumatic, but if you haven't had anything like crazy happen to you, how do you kind of assess their ability to look? And that's the thing. So the thing that we're focusing on within like workshops and in like all of the communications was they're not being marked on their identity. Yeah. On what they reveal. It's about them communicating what they do, what they are willing to express. Yeah. Um, and like exploring their connections, exploring what's important to them. So like, that's why I had said to some students, like, maybe you go the visual representation rather than like actually using photos. Because I knew that, like, I, I had a student in my class whose mum had passed away from cancer yeah. um, two years ago, and she refuses to talk about it with anyone. And that's fair. I get that completely, and I'm, and I don't, I don't think it's for me to 
pull that out of her or force it out of her make her deal with something she hasn't dealt with no and so not for a grade like what you get an a and confronting your your Oh, it's like no, that's that's fucked. That's ridiculous. So I really, I I struggled with the letter grade component of this because I don't that's think. What I mean, it seems quite bold. It felt real. I felt like an asshole giving an A and knowing yourself. This is what I mean. Doesn't like, it when, sound? When I say it's vague, wrong? I just mean like, how do you? I think it's like this is who I am, and you're like, she. I think it's the same. Like I'd be like, this this is me. Like you. It's like when a kid doesn't write a statement about their own writing and you're like, well, I don't think I've really explored this. I wrote it. Mm. This is why I did it. Mm-hmm. If this is who I am as a person, how do you then go, well, actually, it's not really an A grade level. I don't think you've really expressed that you know yourself. Yeah. I think that's an interesting and kind of problematic mm. thing to ask teachers to grade students on. I I had problems with that on a moral, mm. ethical kind of standpoint. I also had issues with that because we're piloting. So you're yes. asking us to try something Give new. Exemplar text, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to give an A on something that's going to look completely different from the next person's yeah. and the next person's after that? How you cross my way. Yeah. And that was that was my my worry. I'm like, that's I don't want to be disadvantaging my students in any way. Um, so that was tricky. And then the second assessment type, taking action and showcasing my capabilities, we essentially um, asked them to do some brainstorming, to brainstorm like the skills, the attributes, the things that they admire in people and what they want people to say about them. Mm -hmm. So things like smart, caring, generous, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then we got them to choose one of those um, attributes to then be their focus and for them to pick an activity to action that to demonstrate that particular attribute so we had everything from students doing a bake sale um so they did a whole bunch of baking at school and then sold it and then donated that to a worthy cause okay um we had one group of girls in my class decided that they would do bake sale at home, bring it in for the teachers and give it to them for free because we do heaps. And they, they yes, felt, we do. And they felt like we deserve little sweet treats. That's adorable. And that was like, that is adorable. Thank you. You get an A. Make sure it tastes good. It was delicious. Um, and they did get an A. Not delicious because <laughs> we they were people. Um, they way to my heart is through my stomach. Um, yeah, you could just bring me a coffee and I'd be like, they they also did like they did a podcast to reflect on it they went cool. through this whole like planning process they took photos like they did heaps um and then some students like i said cooked a meal for their family um volunteered at their local sports club or at their like for their team i get what you're saying though if the kids like well i just don't give a shit if i fail yeah because i don't want to do any of that yeah and it, but it also could be for a variety of reasons like for that first one if you don't feel comfortable in your identity say if you're not accepted so let's mm-hmm. use that as an example and you're like well I don't want to put any of that down I guess you could lie mm-hmm. but I feel like maybe that would not get you a very good grade mm-hmm. it, but also then again how do you mark that because who mm-hmm. are you to tell them yep. but if I don't want to do it and it could just be because I'm not ready to explore that mm-hmm. then what or it could just be well I don't give a shit about this I'm not doing it and it's part of your space and then then what that's the thing. You it's know like, what I mean? It's compulsory. I'm like, I'm trying to force something that's pretty 
pretty intense like introspection yeah like normally you do that and that's the thing is like really? spouting about metacognition and all this sort of stuff i'm like they're year 10 they don't know what like getting and them to think care. let alone think about their thinking they're getting them to think by themselves at an age where and you 12 still do it where you're like you just tell me what you want me to write that's going to get me a good grade and i will write that down for you mm. and then taking away that and then being like hey okay so i can't do any of that for you yeah go team yeah that would be terrifying i would hate doing that and that's the thing so it was a stressful journey mm. but we got there in the end um did you have any of those kids who refused to engage or yep. do nothing yep and and they failed yeah they're, yeah, they're going they're, they're pending and we will see how it goes. Jeez, yeah. Um, but it's, and that's the thing is like, it's tricky because those kinds of kids aren't the kinds of kids that are going to take evidence or have natural evidence of learning. And, you know, the part of it is that they want us to use our professional judgment. They want us to kind of, yeah, they want us to kind I of like be taking, quickly. you know, I guess evidence almost for the kids but like not formal evidence yeah it's like when they're like oh you can we had this conversation in our meetings the other day actually at the end of the term where they were like oh you know you could like take evidence from um informal conversations that you had in the classroom like then i'm taking the evidence they're not doing it it's me mm-hmm. and then also we were talking about assessments so you know oh like um well you could you could just take a you could assess them by the conversation you had in class and sort of like marking their work so they just never do any work anymore Hmm. And so I'm supposed to remember our conversation and, and give it a grade. How do I, how do I present that? Hmm. You know, like middle school, okay, you probably wouldn't. But then they get to what year ten and they have to do EIF. Mm-hmm. And then what? Happened? Hmm. I think we're doing them a disservice if we're taking basically taking this evidence for them, or we they're so disengaged that they want to you want us to try and find evidence of learning wherever it is. These kids are not giving you evidence of learning. Yeah. And then you want them to suddenly do this thing where you want them to be introspective about their lives and expect them to come up with what? Holiday thinking or whatever it's called. Yeah. And that's not the thing. Happen. It's I, it's challenging. Whether whether we love it or we hate it, it's being rolled out. Well, isn't this so, basically what they're trying to do to replace the ATAR? This is their... They want them to, what do they want to be? They're something profiles, learning profiles mm. instead of an ATAR score. Yeah. That's, that's, and this what is part of it. This is talking about part of building that yeah. profile. And they mm. were saying in like the workshops, you know, every student should have like this working profile that, you know, can change year to year, but you're building on what you've already got. Mm. And I'm like, okay. I've also got the kind, I've also got, you know, and everyone would have these kinds of students who do what they can to get through, but then in year 12, like actually put in a bit more effort. Yeah. You, you do get time. Yeah. There's a few that are like that. It's like, okay, just because I haven't observed that all those skills in them earlier doesn't mean they weren't there. Yeah. They were just casually cruising on through. So they were year 10. Yeah, and they just, you know, it was lower stakes and they didn't care. Whereas now they know that it matters and so they do. Kids, like this, well, we switched on. And then kids, you do the opposite. You're like, yeah. You were so good last year. What happened? Hello. 
It's your 12. Well, it sounds terrifying. And I it's hope I never get asked to do that because I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I even could have done the research project because, I mean, I know it's different now, the way it was set out. I just remember them doing those, like, 10 pages of, like, oh, yeah. here's my 10 pages no, of evidence, that. whatever. I was like, oh, my God. Let me see what yeah and that's the thing is like they're they're moving away from that for obviously an AIF um AIF is not ready to be rolled out yet so they're holding off for until second semester of 2023 but they're rolling out EIF um next next year wow okay so it'll be interesting then because then all the schools and i say all the schools because i just had random conversations with teachers from other schools who are literally like they're just teaching reteaching plp they're just calling it something different or adding in a slightly different element but the rest of the assignment still basically the same yeah and i've heard similar about the aif Yeah. yeah and that's the thing is if you truly want what they're asking for no two kids work should look the same also i feel like but that also so makes it hard to put a grade value on it. Yeah, but see if your school did the pilot EIF, and I don't actually know what my school does, so I'm literally giving you a hypothetical, but my school did the PLP, right? Mm-hmm. And then say by the time they get to year 12, the AIF is rolled out. And the kids who are in your pilot program have a little bit of like an advantage, really, don't they, in terms of like working on the AIF. Yeah. Kids who didn't do the pilot program haven't done that type of learning yeah and that's the thing is because that's something that we're also mentioning in the workshops is this is a big shift in mindset but also like pedagogy and approach for teachers as well as students like you're essentially telling students like jump there's a safety net but jump where before it was like don't worry we've got a ladder it's my scaffold yeah yeah and so we're like pushing something really abstract and difficult to them and yeah it is it is going to be tricky so for teachers too i think like you know you've now done this pilot eif whether or not it stays exactly the same so then if you had to go teach eif you would at least have this basis of obviously you know i've kind of done it but if you haven't it's a it's a different style of teaching it's a different style of assessment yeah it's that's a lot and I feel like if you're only doing it for one subject, mm. what, what happens to the rest of This was brought up in workshops. Subjects. People were like, um, but all of the other subjects still stay the same. Yeah. And so we're still, yeah, it's, it, it's, been, it's been interesting. There have been a lot of very interesting conversations. And I must say, I've had some really interesting conversations with teachers at a lot of different schools from a mm-hmm. whole, like, you know, some country schools where they've only got, like, one class of... Um, through to bigger schools um, you know my school didn't run this as a subject we ran it as part of our mentor group most schools run it as a subject yeah well so well that's the thing if this is worth 10 credits and we've only got a semester to result it then yeah it was was yeah. a lot to try and squeeze into like also, a morning like, mentor session university is going to link into this because I'm doing like our current online thing at the moment and there's nothing like that in yeah what i'm doing in my degree <clears throat> so uh, uh tertiary education gonna start looking like this we're going to do these learning profiles unis are still quite let's be honest like maybe my, the the medium in which you present your information might have you know advanced a little bit but basically the curriculum is still kind of the same hmm. 
you know yeah that's all well and good for the space board to do this and like don't get me wrong like it's it sounds interesting and stuff hmm. but if that doesn't exist in tertiary education and let's say that's where 70 percent of the kids want to go why are we doing it yeah no 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 that's interesting that's very interesting. I'm glad I, I must have to teach it. I must say, like the positives that I found is like getting to know the students yeah. really well, um, having some really interesting conversations with students and colleagues, um, and feel like those components have been really, really good. And you wouldn't necessarily get from PLP. Um, I'm not sure about whether it's classroom ready, mm. but it doesn't matter because it's going to have to be. Yeah. I feel maybe I'm being a negative Nancy here. Never. Never. Just talking as a person, quite a cynical person. Um, I feel like sometimes, it's actually, I'm going to quote Dolores Umbridge for you. Change for the sake of change should be discouraged. I'm probably butchering that quote. But it's like, are we changing it because it's actually going to be helpful in the future? Uh-huh. Or are we changing it because we want to look like education is continuing to be innovative mm. it was interesting because i went to so a couple of professors from cambridge university mm. came to adelaide Fact. and ran a natural evidence of learning workshop okay separate to eif but a lot of the people that were there were went would make sense yeah to go. um and it was really interesting because they were really excited they're like you know a lot of a lot of schools a lot of states are really scared about this more organic form of assessment mm. and um and i th- and i think it's really exciting and this and that i'm like yeah professor of cambridge what do your students do okay interesting because the guy has like a teenage son and was showing like the natural evidence of him learning like a trick on a scooter okay. um and like his son had made this video with like this music and done with this editing it was really funny and really cute um, and I was like, yeah, but your kid also gives insurance. <laughs> that was my first thought. At the second, like, my second thought was like, that's, that's really cool. Like, I really yeah. love that. And it's going to require a bigger shift in education. Oh, like, yeah. we have some, we have teachers who've been teaching the same text for like a billion years because yes. they refuse to change. How do you get a teacher like that to get on board with this? It's not going to happen. Maybe they need to return. No, no. And even like teachers in the pilot who were told like you've got free reign still fell back on yeah. what they've been doing for fear of trying something and it failing. Well, you know what it was like when we put in that opening. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I feel like the the scary thing is for those kids who are like, oh, I'm not doing that. There's like somewhere along the way the the idea of intrinsic motivation. Yeah is lost this came for up. these kids. Yeah, this came up in the workshop too. So how do you, for those kids, because that's what this kind of assessment relies on, mm. is I'm intrinsically motivated to learn about myself to be able to do this. Yeah. If you're not intrinsically motivated, um, and some kids, you know, extrinsically motivated by grades and that will work for them, sure, and they'll get mm-hmm. through it, whatever. But those kids are like, I don't give a shit about this. What, what do they do? And so then how do we earlier to this try and relight that intrinsic motivation and unfortunately for some people that's just not going to happen which is scary and i think that 
I mean, I don't have children, so I don't know, but I feel like a lot of that comes from parenting. Sure, mm. Like, surely, you know, like you need to be intrinsically motivated. Is it because we bribe our kids to behave and bribe our kids to, I don't know, like if you do well, I'll give you, like I've got kids in my, who were in my year 10 English class who got 50 bucks for every A. Mm. So they got straight A's because they would get 50 bucks. I mean, I got straight A's and didn't get slapped, so that was nice. I mean, I got I got a B once and got told that that was we don't we don't get B's. Yeah. Well, I think it was just that I wasn't allowed to get a B, and I showed her because in year twelve I got B's. <laughs> Woman, doubling down. <laughs> I don't care. Um, that's really interesting, and yeah. I find it. Yeah, I feel like this moving towards these learning profiles or whatever they're calling them. I can't remember. In year twelve, will be. Will be interesting. I'm curious to see the direction mm. I suppose. I'm curious mm. to see um, how other schools have gone with this and see, to see and see some of the work and some of the stuff. Also, I don't want to go off on a tangent because going towards the end of it, but if you are from a school that's more prosperous and therefore you probably have a financial, very different financial background, that it would be very dependent on, like you could go out and do whatever, but you might have the advantage to go out and do something like super crazy interesting that would be quite expensive to do compared mm-hmm. to a kid who's from like, say, let's say the northern suburbs who's in a cycle of poverty who can't go out and do those things. Yeah. And like, I think that disparity would be interesting to see, mm. like how that would reflect. Again, right. do you know what I mean? Again, it's like, it's not about the action. Mm. It's about planning but i mean like if you can plan working towards i know cool i just feel like um let's be honest it's like when i was a drama teacher and they're like oh the costumes and the set don't matter and then one of the moderators to to me had admitted to me that it's really difficult when you go see this spectacular thing that obviously costs a lot of money to then compare it to a school that has no costumes that doesn't have a set you know it's supposed to be great the same but can you as a human we're all flawed Mm. i'm impressed by shiny things I like shiny stuff. I like shiny stuff too. Yeah, yeah it's it's very interesting. And I'm glad I don't have to do it. So good luck with that. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. So rolling out next semester for everybody. Uh, next semester. year for next everyone. Year. Yeah. They're giving the option to still do PLP, but only for a year. And so then by 2025, everyone will be EIF. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wonder how many schools will take the option to say PLP for another a lot. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dismissed. Okay. Have fun with that, guys. Bye. Bye.